stuff, kid. All I gotta say is for the kid say cheer. The Sounders Scuttlebutts. This is Aaron Lingley, and as always, we got Cameron Collins here, your El Presidente. How you doing, dude? What is? I mean, you know, I, I was gonna say what is up, but you know what? I'll tell you what's not up. I've been going to Sounders games lately, and I miss I my drinking buddy. I miss I my drinking buddy. There's been no scuttlebutt at the games because you haven't been able to make it. Now I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying I miss you, man. It's it's not a personal choice. I know. Well, I guess it kind of is. What? No. You, your daughter's more important than me. What's up with I that? Guess. Yeah, no. I've been convinced that she's more important than the Sounders uh, by my wife. Uh, no, yeah. Just, just you know, I I have to take care of my family, too. Uh, yeah, when, I get it. I get it. Unfortunately, we don't really have much help from a family side of things. It's just my wife and I, my mom and her husband just moved to this side of the water. So we're going to get some more babysitting time. So if my wife wants to do something, yeah. I'm going to let her do it. Um, but finally, we can get some babysitters. So um, now that they're getting settled after these, I, I'm, I missed this yesterday, right? We're recording yeah. uh, what's today, Wednesday, the 15th. Um, I missed the in-person four goals. Uh, the Sounders just whooped on, on Vancouver. But I... I I will miss LA and I'm actually, I wanted to see Vancouver just because Cascadia, right? Really? We're going to get into it, but I'm really bummed. I'm going to miss this, this weekend, right? This is probably the most important MLS match we're having so far this season. So that's a bummer, but thankfully this is a, a good stretch of home games. So we'll be, yep. we'll be, we'll be drinking before the games before you know it. Besides yeah. me, besides me, how are you feeling though? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm, I had a lot of fun at the Sounders game last night. I'm super excited for the World Cup announcements tomorrow. For people who don't know, we are uh, FIFA is announcing, and we're going to find out all of the cities that will be hosting World Cup 2026. And then Saturday is a double double header for soccer fans and baseball fans because the Sounders and Mariners first game will play at roughly the same time. Then the Rain play. Saturday night at the same time that the Mariners play the second game with a double header. So it's going to be, a, yeah, it's going to be a crazy soccer baseball day down there. Um, I'm going to soccer. I love baseball, but I'm, I'm going to baseball Friday night. So are you, well, that's part of the reason I'm not going on, on, on Saturday to the game is because I have my, Friday? my best, mate, oh, wait, my best friend. Or am I going Thursday? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll see well, you there. We'll find out, and we'll yeah, we'll find yeah. out. Um, because yeah, I'm going to the Mariners game on Friday for Star Wars night. My my best friend, best man, uh, he's been out of the country for work for like seven, eight months, and through the pandemic, I only saw him a couple times too. So he's in town, just him and I. He's a Star Wars fanatic, and I was like, dude, nice. I got tickets, Star Wars night, and he's like, nice. Yes. So because I'm going to that, 
took away kind of my my weekend evening. So mm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm going for my I'm going for my birthday at the end of June. Uh, I bought a flex pass to buy tickets for it, so I could buy tickets for friends who want to come, and I got to figure all that out. Um, but uh, because of that, I'm guaranteed two All Star Game strips for next year. And Ooh. so I am so excited because I got to go last time the All-Star Game was in Seattle in 2001. Flew up from California for it because uh, I was going to school down there and now get to go again. I did not go in 79. Uh, I think it was about a week before I was born or two weeks before I was born. So, <laughs> Good excuse. Yeah, I was at, I was at the Homer Derby of the nice. 2001 All-Star. That was fun. Yeah, I was in right field too. Macklemore was Mark Macklemore. Not not the Macklemore <laughs> most people know, right? Not Ben Haggerty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. No. Let's uh, let's get into it, huh? What a, before you a, get into it, though. Before you get into it, let's let's talk about you beer. Bought a beverage. It is not. I am not drinking Bud Light Seltzer tonight, or a Coca Cola alternative. I am drinking Lucky Envelope Brewing Raspberry Sour Ale out of uh, I think are they Seattle? Yep, out of Seattle, up uh, in Ballard, Northwest 50th Street. So uh, I'm going to enjoy. Oh, as I spill it, you I'm going to a little bit right on your yeah, keyboard. I'm going to enjoy this uh, rooted in craft, inspired by culture beer. Chugging it. Ooh, that is good. It's not too sweet, not too sour. I'm into this. I am into this. That might be one of the night. I'm not big on the sour, so, but I, I don't dislike sour beers or sour ciders or anything. But after like half of it, I'm like, all right, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Lucky Envelope Brewing Raspberry Sour Ale. I think I picked it up at PCC, maybe. Okay. Sounds about right. What about you? What are you drinking tonight, bud? My turn. My turn. I have no lie. I had Spokane. Ooh. Red, white, and hazy. Hazy India Pale Ale. Born race Spokane. I don't know why I did ask our voice. Uh... That's good. That's good. Is Nothing it different, extraordinary in any direction. Yeah, is it different than the millions of other IPAs in any way? Like Ruben, <laughs> Ruben's makes the Gorilla FC beer, Gorilla Juice, and that is definitely, it's a hazy, Just so it's different gross. than the millions of others. <laughs> Come gorilla get some juice. Gorilla Juice. Stop it. You know, we, we're going to have some sexual puns later on in the show. Um, thanks to Rui Diaz, but... Uh, Note to no, listeners. Portions yeah. of this episode will be inappropriate for children. Please be advised that if they are in the room or in the car with you, you might need to give them some sexual education. Like school. Oh, I should have said sex ed. That made it way gross. What the yeah, heck? <laughs> Ew. No, the jokes will be bad enough that they won't even get it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's good. I mean, it's a hazy, and for me, I feel like hazy's just kind of, well... Not muddy the waters, but they kind of just—it mm -hmm. doesn't. Nothing really tastes extreme in either direction for an yeah. hazy IPA to me. I, th I, th I think that's where my uh, raspberry sour ale was at, where it was just kind of like it's in the middle, not too sweet, not too sour. So it's good. You can you could probably down a bunch of these. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to do since it's been about what a week and a half. I mean, we basically took a break 
in yeah. Sounders took a break. Yeah, we were on our international break. Um, you know, uh, you got called up to the uh, hotel, the yard. Yeah, to the hotel <laughs> um, international team. Well, and, no, I actually I got called to the yard international team, and I was doing yard, yard work, work for. Yeah, well, I mean, we it wasn't pouring rain for like four days straight, but we right. Break, right, we definitely have been weird out. Like it's freaking middle of June, and it's basically April first. But um, yeah, new homeowners as of last summer. So kind of the tail end of the summer is when we moved here. So everything stopped growing. Mm. So I didn't really have to do anything for like eight months. And now I'm realizing how much freaking work this is and <laughs> hating every second of it. But yeah, that's what I did. What did you do during break? You do I, was, while, right? I was pretty sick for a while. Um, not with COVID. Right. I kept testing because I was so sick that I thought it had to be COVID. But I don't know if I caught the flu or what, or it's just my immune system isn't used to work working with colds anymore because we've been inside for two and a half years. Man. So uh, I was knocked on my butt and lost 10 pounds during that time from, I think, just yeah. not eating. So I'm Isn't hoping that great to, when you just get terribly yeah. sick, but you lose like 10 or 15 I'm pounds. hoping I can keep that off. I've, I know I've gained two or three back, so we'll see. And then I went to Walla Walla for a um, work retreat for unincarcerated productions. But then I got sick and had to come home early. And then on Monday, I was up in... Uh, up by in like Snoqualmie area and what's the it's the mountain that's not Snoqualmie it's the next one uh next Mount one Washington? Up, uh Alpental. Alpental. so I was up in Alpental and we filmed three interviews so we started production on a documentary we're making uh tentatively titled Operation Period about people who menstruate in prison so it was it was pretty fascinating I interviewed a lawyer and uh who brings cases against like all the counties in California, because uh, something that people probably don't realize is that if you're a woman in prison, you may not get sanitary products at all. And even if you do, they will be so crappy that you have to have money to buy stuff and they don't give tampons. So, and they're like horrible quality, like cardboard type stuff. So uh, it's, it's, Uh. yeah, it's, it's awful. No one thinks about it though, unless you've been like a woman in prison, right. Or a, a person who menstruates in prison. Uh, so it's it's messed up. So we're making a documentary to bring awareness to this and uh, offer solutions on how to change it through uh, work, through local legislatures and, uh, and and lawsuits. Good on you. I had no freaking idea. Yeah, it's it's That's wild. Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Men get razors, yeah. but 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 women can't get tampons. It's right. <laughs> wow. You can tell who runs prisons. It's dudes. It's awful, but, but yeah, so I, I'm back and, uh, feeling great and decided to go to a Sounders game last night. Yeah. Jealous. Should we get into that? Yeah. Let's talk about that. And then, and then afterwards we oh, can wait. talk about world cup or do you want to do that first? No, let's do scuttlebutt. That's, that's we've done it that's 19 scuttlebutt. times in a row. Yeah. Right, that's the name right. of the show. Let's do yeah. some scuttlebutt. Let's, let's start. We'll, we'll ease into the the puns, right? Let's go with the the hot topic right off the bat. And actually, James uh, tweeted at us, James Woolard, the voice you hear at Lumen, the voice um, of your Seattle Sounders in the stadium. Exactly. I don't know if he saw Maybe. me. I was waving at him when he was announcing pre match when I was setting up, and so there weren't a lot of people, and so I was like down in the stands as he was talking, like, "Hey, James! Hey, James!" And that's when there's when there's not a lot of people, right? That's no, there was said. like there was like ten yeah. people in the stadium. I was like, yeah, dude, no, he did not. <laughs> <There's> like... <laughs> no, before gates open, this was like three hours before kickoff. 
I mean, I made those mistakes because my so my buddy tour and 128, which is directly below James. But like when we've scored and I'm drunk, I'm like, oh, James is talking. I turn around and wave like an idiot. Still, <laughs> it just it's about how much we love James. That's all. Yeah. So James does ask, what's the scuttlebutt on World Cup 2026, presumably? Regarding Seattle. Yeah, uh, I mean, we could talk 2022 as well, because New Zealand, they just got knocked out by Costa Rica, right? Um, in the one playing game. I can't remember. Did Australia make it in the other playing game? So, yeah, there's World Cup stuff going on. Pay attention. There's also Nations League stuff. England had their biggest loss since 1927, losing 4 nothing to Hungary. Yeah, uh, saw that. But you want to talk about 2026 World Cup, which well, James tomorrow. Wants to talk about oh, yeah, that. James does. I do, too. Yeah, I do too. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, FIFA will be announcing all of the cities that will be hosting the 2024, 2026, I wish it was 2024, World Cup. And that those cities, of course, are in Mexico, United States, and Canada. So we will see. Um, there has been leaks on the internet, and a lot of them, you know, I, I would take with a grain of salt. Uh, just because unless there's something behind them, um, I will say that there are three cities who have made announced who have announced and and made known that they have after the announcements, they're having press conferences and they have press availability. And they sent this out to like official like soccer websites and stuff like that. And those cities are Bay Area, Dallas and Kansas City. So I'm assuming those you don't hold a big press conference if you don't get it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I'm guessing those three cities then got it. Uh, I know Eight. there's a pre, there's there's a press conference in going on in maybe DC as well. So I would assume the well, same thing, but I don't sense, know. Right, the capital. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the surprising thing is. Uh, LA has to get it, so that means if assuming we get it, and we don't know, but I I don't know how we wouldn't, right? Like mm -hmm. we we're like the capital of soccer in the United States. And then one and the one negative is the artificial turf, but right, it's but we're changing noted. that. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the two days before one week before no, 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 down. No. It's going to be on there for a hot minute, like a month or something like that. Yeah, so well, in a, I think we sell. put it. We put it on at the start. Of, my understanding from just the bed and reading all this stuff is we put it on at the start. If assuming we get it, obviously we would put it on at the start of the Sounders season, and oh, it would really? be there until after the World Cup, and then Seahawks would tear it out. So that means no concerts or motocross, at, at least not for that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if that's accurate. Good. But that that's kind of what what the idea was behind it. So, uh, but. We would have it if let's assume we're going to have it. Vancouver would yeah. then be a lock. Speak it into existence. Yeah, Vancouver would be a lock, and if the Bay Area has it, LA can't not. So you already right there have four cities on the West Coast. So that that's a pretty good showing for the West Coast. And if the Dallas and Kansas City stuff is true, that means there's going to be some. You know, you figure Nashville has to be out; they're too small. Cincinnati has to be out; they're too small. But that means there's going to be a big city on the East Coast that's not going to get it. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like New York, you'd think would be. I can't a lot. imagine New York isn't gonna get it. So it's get Philly or Boston, or Miami, Ooh. Orlando, yeah, or we know Orlando put, isn't getting it because they undermine their own bid because they refuse to work with the unions at Disney. 
and because they had that whole thing. And so, or it just, it, it's a mess. So uh, they basically undermined their own bid, which left. Yeah. It's it, huh. Philly or Boston's going to lose out, which is crazy. Oh. Right. So if they played Boston, it'd be what Foxborough. Yeah. Which it's is not as even... stupid as Santa Clara, which is, I presume, the Bay Area, quote-unquote, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's not in San Francisco. Or they play but... Avaya. Uh, no, uh, it's, no, it's Avaya, Avaya's, right? Avaya's, it's... yeah, it's, oh, I, they, it's something else now. I think they changed it, I... or maybe it just became, they, they've changed it a couple of times. But, um, yeah, they, they would play at the 49ers Stadium uh, there because it's big. Uh, there's no equivalent in the area. Um, the, the San Jose... Earthquake Stadium is really, really nice, but it is not big enough for a World Cup qualifier. Well, what about it's not a stadium. They, I guess they play at uh, Arrowhead. Yeah, they'll, they'll play at Arrowhead. So, uh, but, but I think that means Denver has to be out too. Because Denver, if you're already having to choose between Boston and probably Philly. Mm-hmm. So assuming such a weird... Well, I guess Kansas is Kansas City's a weird one too. Right. Can't, he, but, well, but think about this. Kansas City and... Uh, Dallas yeah. will both be from the Hunts, the, re- the the kids of Lamar Hunt. So, and Lamar Hunt is like Dallas soccer in America. Yeah. He was the Why original Dallas? owner. Uh, they own Dallas FC, and he that's he used to own FC the Dallas. Dallas. Well, I, I guess yeah. I'm thinking uh, Cowboys Stadium is where they're going to play. So, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, they're, they'll play Cowboys Stadium in Arrowhead. Regionally, that makes complete sense. But, yeah, but the bids are from them. Gary. Oh, I'm sure he's involved, too, the same way. <laughs> Uh, although we haven't seen the Seahawks involved, I don't think, on ours. I can't recall seeing any of them on the committee as far as I remember, although maybe Jody Allen was. Uh, I wonder what happened, though. Mary Durkin was on it, and uh, she's not mayor anymore, so I wonder if they replaced mm-hmm. her or if they kept her because she defended FIFA as an attorney on in, on corruption charges before. So uh, <laughs> Definitely thought she's out. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that would mean we were more likely to get it. <laughs> so True. Well, I mean... <laughs> Look, um, up, look at the angel on my right shoulder and devil on my left. Right. Um, so uh, it, it's it, it. there's going to be a big city that misses out. And to think if Chicago had put in a bid, there would have been multiple mm-hmm. big cities that miss out. Chicago is the home of U.S. soccer, and they're not getting it because they didn't they, they didn't put in a bid. I mean, I love I love the city of Chicago. I have friends and family there, but like that would be that'd be a cool one. Well, um Let's let's talk it into existence for Seattle. What would be? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are people. I'm not one of them. Now I I get there are ne- there are pros and cons to just about anything in life, right? But especially yeah, yeah. with this and and the, the impact on the city. But for like a layman, what what would be the cons to having the World Cup in Seattle? Games matches of the World Cup in Seattle. Right, right, right. Well, I'm, I mean, I think the first and foremost is what. We already have the previous mayor and then the current mayor's administration sweeping homeless people away. So what's going to happen to homeless people when you bring the event to Seattle? Because they're going to want to make it look great for everyone coming in. And you see this with, you know, the Olympics and other Super Bowl stuff like that, where they do sweep homeless people away. So there's going to be huge equity issues involved in it. Um I'm worried about that. I know Seattle has someone who is in charge of that to make sure that that doesn't happen in our bid. Um, so we will see. Uh, I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but uh, I was talking to Sounders CEO Maya Mendoza Ekstrom about it, and she assured me mm-hmm. that someone was there because I, I was going through the Seattle bid 
to see where they were might have been issues with their bid. Uh, but my understanding is we, in terms of what we promise and what we're going to do, we have one of the stronger bids in terms of equity and, and justice compared to, really? say, someone like Atlanta, who maybe doesn't, uh, especially when it comes to workers. So um, we've looked out for workers' rights and would, stuff like that. I, I don't think it, it's really related, but you said the word and I was thinking about it. But like the amount of job opportunity there will be at least temporary job opportunity yep. for the, yep. the local infrastructure and just kind of with, with related to just small labor or something like that, or light labor. I mean, is there a way that you could provide those to people who need them, the jobs, right? Instead of just it, like, it seems like it kind of could be a win-win in a way to help people get on their feet. Yeah. At least I mean, that small would, factions, that, right. It wouldn't, I don't know about a big way, but that would be it awesome. It seems like something. Yeah, that would be really cool. So, you want to clean the uh, streets? Let's actually clean the streets. From yeah, let's, provi- and hire let's people provide to do people it. jobs. And yeah. these people don't have jobs, right? And we know that for uh, you know workers from hospitality, airport, restaurants, stuff like that, it'll be good. You know, sporting goods, oh, yeah. the stores yeah. down there. You know, when the Sonics played, that's the thing about when the Sonics left was they cited that it didn't provide economic impact. But they were citing new teams coming to areas because of the tax benefits that teams give up. When the Sonics left, the each restaurant and store that dealt in that kind of stuff down in the Queen Anne area lost $1,000 per night, 41 nights a year for those home games and more if there was playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it hurt a lot of those businesses and they had to close, especially the smaller ones, uh, which allowed, you know, then, then coincided with – uh, all the condos moving in and Queen Anne getting really expensive um, and and really only having ni- one nice uh, affordable hotel left, which is the Pineapple Hotel located on... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Roy Street, 3rd and Roy. That'd be the Maxwell Hotel. Yeah, uh, great hotel down there that we support on this podcast. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I I think the con really is that what Seattle is always, already reticent to provide proper care for our houseless and uh, most hurt populations. So as more people come in, what are they going to do? We don't have shelters. We don't have housing space, but we're going to be pushing more and more people out from their encampments and stuff like that. So I think that's the the biggest con. Um, I think the other issues come around uh, just FIFA being a corrupt organization, right? Like we, we all have issues with FIFA. John, uh, Oliver did a great thing years back about how awful they are going through all the different ways. And it was like, but I'm British, so I have no choice to root, but to watch and right. root for my team. So I, that's where I feel on that. Like you're always going to deal with, you have to deal with FIFA. We don't have an alternative, but yeah. the fact that, you know, knock on wood, assuming he's still alive because it's, it's four years from now, but the fact that at 85 years old, my dad might be able to come to a world cup game with me. Like that's all I want. I wanted to go with him to Brazil, mm-hmm. and we just couldn't make it work. And then uh, this, this is to me a, it's a lot more reasonable, <laughs> right? Like, like I was really hoping we were going to get the one for 2022, which we only didn't get. The USA would have gotten it. I don't even think it was a three back then, right? It was just us. And the only reason we didn't get it was because they uh, all the bribery that it, that's how it got in Qatar, which they of course didn't take it away from them. Yeah. So we would have hosted that, which means I could be going right now with my dad. So I really hope 
that I have the opportunity to go with him because that's, that's, you know, that's the most important thing with me is just be able to go and have such a great opportunity and, and time with my dad um, as he's getting in his older years and knowing that, you know, who knows, I could have a decade left with him, but there's still not enough time. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, and he, he's, he's sprited. He, he, yeah. he's funny. He was all, he's all over it. So be around. Um, obviously the pros are pretty obvious, right? The, the money that would come to the city, the get, getting to see, getting the world, the world gets to see what we get to experience. Um, right. I mean, we, we've seen sold out Sounders matches, right? And it, how awesome would it be if the U S is playing at yeah. Wimbledon, right? Yeah. That would just be like Jordan Morris, Christian rolled on out there. Um, and, and especially after Jordan scored that goal last night, yeah, in Nations League where, mud wrestling uh, match. Yeah, during during save the day, right? USA was going to lose to El Salvador, uh, and Jordan. I think it was just seconds before Raúl scored his second goal. Uh, oh, Jordan I don't know scored about the timeline of that. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It was, it was he scored and and tied it and and saved the U, probably saved the USA a lot of trouble moving forward in in uh, Nations League, which is like. A tournament I wasn't even really honestly aware of. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the second think... second one, and we won the first. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I was like, what? I, I thought this was just like that kind of the the weird round of friendlies before the actual World Cup, right? It's, but I know it's I did, like I did too. Early. But we played we played a friendly, and then we played games for this. So uh, that's, that's why I, I think it's confusing. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm excited, man. I just. The fact it, it shows that Seattle is more than this sleepy little city in the Northwest. And maybe people who aren't from here or are transplants here don't understand this, but we've always been the underdog. We have always been like, they literally thought when the Seahawks made the Super Bowl in 2005, they didn't literally, they literally said that, oh, it's like a team from Alaska when like going to the Super Bowl. We're, we've often been, except for when the Mariners have been good or the Husky football team has been good, uh, until the storm came around, we were often a forgotten factor. Mm. Super, Supersonics in 96, 97. But uh, so for Seattle as a city, as someone who has civic pride like I do and sees our city as a work in progress that maybe even is going the wrong way at times, uh, but wants it to be a great city and a beacon of light for the rest of the world, uh, which we are way far from, don't get me wrong, but just having the, the civic pride I do, I am so excited about this possibility and I'm in a, I mean, honestly, I'll cry either way, but I'm expecting tears of joy tomorrow. Yeah. Well, let's cry it into existence then. Cause I, yes. I'm with you. I, I want, I want this to happen because Brazil was a little out of reach. For me, right? But for a lot of people, but to have it in our backyard, hell yeah. Front yard. And and think about like your daughter will be the right age to take. She'll be six. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll be able to go to a game and maybe not follow everything, but at least note remember that she was there when she grows up at this like mm -hmm. one of the most famous sporting events in world in the world. Yeah, and Jordan Morris and Christian will be like thirty one, right? Yeah. Something like that. So still prime. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be let's be good. So there's a scuttlebutt on that. Um 
Well, we know Obed's going to be starting for that team at 20, Dude. so come on. Dude, I have, I have, I want to talk Obed, but we're going to, that's when it comes to the game because he's, he's filthy. Love him. Um, so someone, I said, like, hey, what's, what's some scuttlebutt we should talk about? All right. Where it's at. So basically, someone, and I'm going to get his name here, wanted us to do some puns on Raul Rui Diaz's <laughs> career, Sounders' career uh, goal scoring number. And what number is that, Cameron? Raul Rui Diaz currently has 69 Six career nine. goals from the Sounders. 69 right. career goals. Yep. Uh, I think it's Tariq. Yep. Okay. Ah, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, yeah, Tariq at Tariq J. Youssef. Uh, he wants some puns about Raul's c- career scoring record. So I came up with a couple. Um, but Brian, who I was just mentioning, at Architect Brian, uh, he gave us a little artsy one. It's not really a pun, but it's uh, body limericks on Raul's 69th score and Sounders haikus. Haikus are better when you read them, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, go I ahead. just realized that we are uh, we're all audio, so we did yeah. a little haiku on it, right? And I was like, "Hey, phonetic double entendre there, Brian." Body, body yep. limericks. So, all right, do you, do you got a pun? So, I got this guy that sits next to me at games. Not always the smartest dude, but uh, good heart, <laughs> loves the Sounders, and it really matters. Do I? Know but him? I think no. Um, oh, okay. uh, yeah, you've met you've met um, you might have met him once or twice, but. We were at the game, right? And Raul got his goal. And I was like, yes, that's number 69. And he said, but what comes after that? And I was like, well, mouthwash, of course. Boo! Yeah, it's bad, but you know what? It's meant to be bad. (laughs) All right, here's mine. Raul isn't just a goal scorer. He assists, too. He truly gives what he gets. Yeah, I thought so too. I... Raul. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, uh, it, it, how lucky are we to have Raul? How lucky are we that? Raul didn't get or he didn't go to Peru. Maybe he got called up and we turned it down in some way. And it never I don't got think announced. he did. I don't think he got. I, by the way, I have another pun, but we can we can wait a second because we can talk about Raul. Yeah, uh, but Alex, did. Alex, Alex didn't go to El Salvador, and they both By scored choice. yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. and like, Jordan scored, which is uh, he, and he was gone, and he did go. So yeah. it was it was a Sounders day for scoring. You know what else Speaking. scores? Yeah, <laughs> my puns and Raul Ruiz. Um, Schmetzer loves attackers who play defense, and Raul is ex- exemplary from top to bottom. Man, is that good? <laughs> no, okay. I'm glad I started with the other one. Yeah, I, I was struggling, man, to come up with some other ones, so I'm just no, gonna leave it, it at that. It, it's fine. It's fine. Right. Let's um, let's talk some Sounders, man. Yeah. Let's talk Sounders. So we won 4 nothing. Uh Raul scored twice. Uh Nico let her, let off the the match with the, with the first goal. Um thanks to Freddy's run and Raul Rodriguez too with the what would have been an assist, right? And then Alex 
near the end of the match. Wide open on the right. Slots it in. Now, man, the keeper should have had that. And I, and I put a tweet out there. It's like, is Cropper crappier than Crapo? Who <laughs> <laughs> was their last keeper? Um, who's so actually pretty good. I, I don't know if they, you could see this on TV since I was at the game. But Alex was right in front of me that whole half. And the last, like, 20 minutes of the game, they were playing the ball on the left only. And he would constantly raise his hand, like, switch it over here, switch it over here. He was new who? And they... Yeah, but they weren't doing it, and, and yeah. he didn't look frustrated, but he kept raising it. I was like, he must be so frustrated right now. Then the first time they actually did, he scores the goal. Yeah, well, good for him, man. Um, and I actually am working on a, an edit right now, uh, another video. Thanks to their, their recent promo, uh, the summer, Sounders in the Summer. Um, most of those players in that promo had something to do with this game, right? Nico scored, Raul scored, Oben was a baller in the midfield, uh, and we'll get into that. Um, And had an amazing relationship with Nico in that game. Yeah, no, they were absolutely fantastic. And um, Alex scored, right? So who else am I missing? We had Raul. Oh, Raul. Raul Yeah, those are all the goals. But Jimmy Madronda. But he wasn't in the promo. No, that's that's what I'm talking about. But Jimmy was great. I liked him on the right, man. I right, really liked like him I, over there. I didn't know why we were doing that, right? Because he usually would have been the starting left, left. back, mm-hmm. and in, and instead of putting him at left back, where he or not starting, but you know, be in in for new who, yeah. Instead of putting him in there, we put him on the right wing, right mid, right wing, and then put uh, our buddy, my boy, who gets way too much criticism. Like not this game, man. Absolutely solid, Kellen Rowe, who does play on the right and right mid often. We put him at left back, and so I was like, "What is happening right now?" Well, he's been he's been left back a number of times this season, right? But he's also played right mid a number mm-hmm. of times this season. Anning's career was a right mid, but so you're, we, you're saying instead we have Madronda available and we have Nuhu available. Did he? He didn't. He flew in the night before. Okay, so okay. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, he wasn't going to play, but but yeah. yeah so you but you, you think have would an be actual there left he's back like for like, yeah. Right. But they switched it, and you saw why. Like that was a brilliant. I mean, between that and playing Nico further back instead of playing him as a center attacking mid, playing him further back that yeah. he could pair more with he, Obed. He was Rosnack's replacement, basically. Right. Yeah, they yeah. just moved to replace him. They get more a lot more creativity, and he and he's just he can do whatever the hell he wants because he's that smart, right? But and yeah, your boy having, Leo Chu. Plan for Jordan. Well, you had to put. You didn't. I, I. I wouldn't have thought of it honestly. I would have just assumed Madronda left. But the, when you look at it, Schmetzer was brilliant to have uh, Row on the left, who's not an overlapper, right? I mean, he's that's not his general position anyway. So he's definitely not going to be an overlapper. He's going to be like, I'm going to do my job correctly, right? And Alex Roldan has a wonderful cross. He really does, and he knows how to interchange. But he is not. Like an out outright wing back, he's not. He he's kind of like he's a more defensive Kellen Rowe, and has a better cross than Kellen Rowe. Right? Kellen Rowe's more of a midfielder, like center center mid. So to have each of them have someone that's very pushy attacky, <laughs> pushy attacky. That's that's a real stat or a real thing. Um, but they they were kind of both had a great pairing versus having Madronda who would probably want to push push push. 
And yeah. that might that wouldn't gel probably with Leo. Like he would have to come back and play defense, which he's learning to do. Right. And yeah. he had some moments in this game that he didn't start playing defense, but he ended up actually pushing backwards or playing backwards. But then you have that on the right side as well. Right side was all defense. But both players also have a flair for doing something special. So I was like, man, that actually is just a right the right fit. Good job, Brian, as usual. Yeah, I mean, Alex has no uh, leerdom, but he, he can get forward. I mean, he was a midfielder in college mm -hmm. at Seattle University. And, no, he, and he's a transition and we know, to right back, for sure. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, like we know that he can go up, and especially when it's him and Christian together, they know, I mean, they've been playing together Alex's whole life, right? So they know, they can read each other and know when one goes up and one comes back. But you're right. Schmetzer said in the post-game press, post press conference. You can do it. Uh, he said that part of the issue he's had with Leo is he doesn't play defense. But this last week, he had a practice where they set it up where it was seven defenders against eight attackers. And they had him on the left. And for the first time, he showed, he worked with the coaches and showed that he could do that. And that's why he decided to put him in there. And that he's finally earning the coach's trust. And not because, I mean, he was a cog, but this was our, I would say, best defensive performance of the entire season. We've had a, a few shutouts, only like, what, a couple. But yeah. there was the only save Stephen Fry had to make was offside. Yeah. Yeah, they, the, uh, they they were close near the end of that half. We were probably like we were lucky, and I think Jackson Reagan said this too. We were lucky to go in two 0 at the half. But once the second half started, I mean, it was a clinic on how to control a team. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I was just looking at kind of like the ebb and flow five minute intervals here. Um, we all, if you watched it, you, you know the last fifteen minutes of the second half was pretty much all Vancouver, and that's what you're you're saying, right? Jackson was talking about, but they still didn't really. They didn't have a final pass or shot that was too terrifying. I mean, they didn't put anything on target at the whole game. So that enough said there, but then you get into the second half and you're right. It was just complete shutdown. They had basically two five minute spells. Basically yeah. for the yeah. entire second half. And we just put them away, which you'd normally see kind of the we start well and then just in general, you would start well in the second half, but then kind of fall away, especially when you're at four nothing. Especially yeah. the, even the third goal. Um you kind of be like, okay, now we're fine. Because one of the two 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 nil is the most dangerous scoreline in soccer. And it's like a penny saved is penny earned. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, that's true. But all you have to do is put your head on straight and take care of business. Um and we did. And it was absolutely, and against a Cascadian rival, like, man, I wish I was there. Yeah, I have, I have two things to say. One, Raul was so close to getting his first hat trick in Sounders uh -huh. history. Mm -hmm. He has never scored oh, a hat trick for the Sounders. Whoa. I didn't think about that, but yeah, no, he and, has not. And it, it wasn't that he How did anything wrong. does he have? Oh, a million, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, he's got 69 goals, so at, I would say he's at probably got... At least 33 got, and a half braces. Yeah, yeah. 
But thirty-four and a half. He, I don't blame him. He went around the keeper and he shot it pretty quickly. I, I thought maybe he could have gone inside on the replay. No, he, he couldn't he have. He could have done a little that, deep there, a little a little faint for like a second. Right, that, maybe. That defender to fall down or do something. But. but that defender ran the perfect line from the mm-hmm. moment he was beat, ran to the corner post and just kept running. And because the defender did that, instead of playing the ball, knowing the keeper was there, that saved the day. That was such a great play. Um, the other thing I want to say is, I was really disappointed with this game. Like I was really sad when it ended. Well, because the Mariners won five nothing, and I thought we needed to get that fifth goal so that both games could have ended five nothing. They almost ended at the same time. The Mariners was only twenty minutes after because they had played a really short game, and we had all that extra time, but uh, injury time. But yeah, I wanted that fifth goal, and so I left very disappointed that we didn't get that fifth goal and have the same score as the Mariners. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> imagine that these are our problems yeah what 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 a great problem to have so what's your favorite goal they're kind of all different we got a penalty we have madronda gets the assist even though that's the one but he got it it was the pass that went through to madronda and just bounced off his foot in front of raul And the reason is not necessarily because all that happened. It's because Raul kind of had to swing his hip out and shoot the ball like around. And so the way he did it was so, I mean, it looks like a simple thing, but if you really watch his mechanics on that, he swung his hip out and threw the ball to swing it around the keeper. And it was so beautiful. And so for me, I was just blown away by that goal. Uh, And I was didn't see the second goal. I I saw I that saw it on TV. Goal. No, his second goal. Oh, his second goal. So I can't I can't count that one. I was I was returning from the restroom, so I didn't see the second one. You uh, and your fam- in person you and your family with goals and restrooms, man. Yeah, right. My dad missing <laughs> a reoccurring topic on this podcast. Missing Pele. Hey, one time. One time I went to Ken Griffey Jr.'s first game back ever in Seattle when he played for the Reds, and I was in the food line when he hit his first home run, and I was in the bathroom when he hit his second home run. <laughs> just not go to games. Just give me a picture. All right. Can do. Yeah. I bet you can guess my favorite role. Um, I am going to say no. I don't know because you love Nico, you love Raul, but you love a defensive goal. So I'm going to go with the second Raul goal. Yes, the second one for different reasons. And you just say Gazuntite because it ends in a chew. Um, that was terrible. Just like my second pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that cross from Leo Chu was fantastic. I, it, which I want, like I, if he's in a game, my eyes can't get off him because I want him to, I want him to do well. Right. He's, he's our project player. He's, he can't, he's potential for our future, right? Um, I don't know. I just I just like his style. So when I just saw him and I and I tweeted early in the game and we had a little conversation. And apologies if I'm not. My I put my phone away so it doesn't uh, vibrate while we record. But I was talking to maybe a listener of ours um, about, and I said, "Hey, uh, Chu is warming up to this game." And this is about 15 minutes in. He's like, "He's warming up the, up to this game. This is going to be like it." Basically, he's like. I expect he's going to do well in this game, 
but he hasn't done as well as I expected. He got a lot of action early on, but a lot of his passes were too heavy. He wasn't mm-hmm. playing defense, and that's my first thing I'm watching with him. Is I already know he's going to do a step over, he's going to make a move, or he's going to do something, right? He'll take players on no problem, uh, like I want Jordan Morris to do more, right? And he has no problem doing that, but it's the defense that's going to keep him on the field and getting minutes, and he wasn't doing that, and then he made a defensive move, and I was like, there we go. Mm-hmm. And the game yeah. came to him. And, and then there was a lull where it kind of went to the right side of the field a little bit in the middle of the field, and he wasn't really around. But then in the second half, like right out of the gates, it was back to it just like the beginning half, but he was all about it. And he only had the ball at his feet for moments to get, sometimes to get a perfect cross off like that, it's kind of that, like you push it with the sole of your foot a little bit, you pick, look your head up, and then you, you pick your spot and you get it right on point. He only had a few moments with a defender on him, and he put it. If that bounces a yard, Rui Diaz is, is quality. We already know that, but you put that a yard in front of him, weird bounce. It's going to hit near the, the knee, that angle that might not go in. Get it too high. It's now in the mid 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 rift. That works uh, in, in the middle body area, and it, it's an awkward spot from three yards out from the box. Right, that was literally an inch off the ground. Rui knows exactly what to do with that, and we saw what happened. So I'm just yeah. so freaking happy for him. Rui Diaz gets another brace, and that that's why that is my favorite goal. He held down the, what is it, the the left bumper in FIFA to make sure the, the cross was on the ground? Or no, he double-tapped. He double-tapped the, the, uh, the cross. Triple tap, triple tap is triple to get tap. low. Yeah, and then, okay, yeah. but if you want a, a short cross, which I guess, would that be five taps? Because it was a short cross that was on the ground. Um, no, they didn't stay on there. It kind of hovered. It was a line drive. But either way, uh, yeah, I, I can't do it in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoy watching him play. And I think Sounders fans probably had an unrealistic expectation of what he was going to provide for the team, partially because when we bring in DPs, we usually expect them to be there and ready to go. But also because he scored in the Early. was the nation the nations cup or was that was the cup the the match that got us into the Nation, final the league of, league of league us. Cup. yeah <laughs> the league of not canada <laughs> yeah the usa versus mexico cup which is going to be awesome that is coming back in a full usa versus mexico capacity it's, it's like the, every team's going to be involved league, yeah the league versus league that's that's cool and now are they yeah. playing on the same field at the same time <laughs> yes like, it'll be usa Oh no, that would be I like that. <laughs> no, I thought you meant the USA and Canada doing. Yeah, no, 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 every, but, all teams. But here's the thing about Leo, and I think we've talked about this before. But when he came into the Sounders, he had never left his state in Brazil, mm-hmm. and here he is going across the world to a place that he doesn't know in a language he doesn't know. I mean, the only people in the team that speaks Portuguese, as far as I know, are JP and Freddie. And I only know Freddie does. I never thought about it, right? But he did go play in Portugal. But I, I wouldn't. I didn't know if he had learned it. But last night, uh, coach actually said Freddie has been crucial for Leo. You could see it because in he, the game. because he speaks Portuguese. You could yeah. see it in the game. Uh, almost almost every time he looks up to another player. And granted, if there was a pass getting to Leo or from Leo, it was Freddie was involved because of his position on the field, but. You you look up and and you or you see him look up, 
and it was at Freddie Montero. Like the for any anything he did, if there was dead ball after ball went out of bounds, ball went too far, or something like that. He looks up at Freddie to be like, like kind of like, "Hey, how'd I do? How'd I do? Thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down. Is that good? Yeah, interesting." Uh, and you rewatch it if, if you want to. It was four amazing yeah. goals, but like you'll notice that like he wasn't looking really to anybody else, and the age difference, the 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 stature that Freddie has in this club, in that clubhouse, just with the fans. You're on his right side, and I love that our veterans from from Nico to JP to Raul take care of our young players, whether yeah, they're the academy coming from a local college or they're coming from a state they never left before in Brazil. Like they're taking care and put like under the wing and that culture is it like incredible. Um, I hope other teams are doing it, but I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, but like the way we're doing things is, and I'm biased, <laughs> I'm very biased obviously, but the way we're doing things is just, it's, I'm very proud to be a Sounder. Yeah. And, like, and, we, we've talked a little bit about this before, but not to this degree. I don't know if you saw this because the team, I, it was in the game after we got the penalty. As Raul, or excuse me, as Nico is standing there waiting for the pen, like the ref to clear mm-hmm. everyone away, but he's standing at the penalty spot so that he can put the ball down and place it and stuff. Raul comes up behind him and puts his arms around him and hugs him and then walks away. Oh, really? And I, I just love the relationship between those two and how much, you know, you can tell how much love and respect they have for one another, but they're like showing it on the field. Uh, so, so it, it, I you know, it's like when they, the whole game. when they came out and yeah, go, go watch and see if they do it. When they remember when they both came out in the final and it was like, they were yeah, cheering yeah, 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 yeah. and they were, they were there to get, it was, it was, and they were, it's the same thing, right? Like they have I, such, they've developed such a love for one another that they, on the field express it to each other it's a real family i so what i was gonna say is yeah i have all the game on dbr but i have all the game um legally recorded on my laptop um <laughs> to do this edit that i wanted to do right yeah, and yeah. obviously the penalty is a key point so it's in it but i'm gonna i'm gonna relook at that and i might put something on twitter if, if they if it's caught on camera like you, yeah. did you see that in person yeah, it was in person. So okay. uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where the camera angles were at that time, but it was just so it just brought me so much joy in that moment to see them, you know, express joy and support for one. I mean, because, right, Raul is going to want to take penalty kicks. He wants goals, right? Yeah. He wants goals. That's who he is. But for Freddy him to, to, and Freddie, too, he earned it. Yeah. Right? And he was getting right. them early on in the season. Yeah. But to go on out and support Nico, who is our main penalty taker uh, six, in that way in that 16 moment for 16 either before or after that but yeah so uh, it was just a moment for me between that and then it, it was actually the press conference where they actually let obed uh do an interview not at, at a press mm-hmm. conference but after the game in the locker room and they hear him talk about and one guy was like well does it give you confidence that that you know coach is willing to put you into this game and he was like he put me in the CONCACAF Champions League final. Like, that gives me all the confidence I need yeah, that he trusts me. Yeah, no, we're there. <laughs> we're there, bro. <laughs> but 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 Obed talked about his relationship with Nico and how not only, like, he knows to stay back and just let Nico go, but there's moments where Nico will be like, go. Oh. And that Nico trusts him to go forward. 
Make the ball or go get the ball. I don't run right now. Go, go, So, yeah, so there's just – we've said this before, and I know I can be a downer because I'm a Seattle sports fan and I'm used to us failing, not Sounders, but Seattle sports. We find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory all of the time, whether it's not handing off the ball to Marshawn or – not being ready for we, Super Bowl we can XL, argue about that, but all right. or all sorts of other stuff. But this Sounders team, when they are on, is not only the best Sounders team of all time, it is the best team in MLS history. I don't think that's hyperbole. No. There's been some great teams. But there's something about the talent and the way it's been brought together. It doesn't mean we don't fail. It doesn't mean there aren't aren't times where we're not frustrated. But the fact that we could score four goals, almost five, against one of our main rivals who Who isn't bad. They're playing well. They're not bad this year. I think they were four, one, and one coming into this match. We are four of five since CONCACAF Champions Final. Right? We didn't have Jordan. We didn't have World On. We didn't have New Who. We didn't have Drop Paolo. Um, there's and yet. Not. And we didn't have Rusnak. That is, we didn't have five best 11 starters against a team who's on form. Including three of the best players in the league in Rusnak, Jordan, and Christian. Yeah. Well, that's JP, four. And, oh, and JP, who was and, MVP finals last year. Probably the arguably the best left back in the league. I mean, you could say all of these players are the best at their position, top three, and probably. People would argue with Rusnak for us, but you you saw those stats the other day when they laid it out. Like, no, his his stats right now no, are he, MVP level. He just doesn't get the recognition because he's not scoring goals. Yeah, it'd be like you put Messi back there, right? Not saying they're like the like, but you put Messi back there to play a different role. He's not going to score and get assists like he's like everyone knows he's going to. Also, he's playing poorly. No, look at the mm-hmm. stats of that position and what that does to the team. That's the engine room. That's the cylinder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, and 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 I'm and I'm the guy that spent you know, five days what mapping <laughs> every freaking touch of his during that final and made a video yeah. about it. Go check it out. Like yeah, I I am all team Rusnak, man, and, yeah. and I'm also all team Obed. I know you got to get out of here soon, so we're gonna pull this into port soon. But I said I would talk about him. Oh yeah, no, let's talk about him. Vargas is he's here. He, he and he God, his ceiling is so freaking high. I don't think I've ever seen a, a player on this team have a ceiling as high as his. But they were stuck uh, yeah. in this game, very tiny stuff, and I have him in this edit that I'm gonna do. But he did like a little triple deke. On the left mm-hmm. side, like a little, I don't even know how to describe it, but he's he's on the left side. Defense is coming at him, and he takes his left foot, which is ahead, and plays the ball back to his right foot, and then plays the ball forward, like in between, underneath his pelvic yeah. region, just a little, yeah. little triple yeah, and gets fouled because two grown men didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> And then he bails out Nico after, I think, almost recovering a ball and does a back heel as he gets sandwiched between two guys to give it to Nico to like to to release release the beast, basically, um, in the in the back third, just right up above the 18 semicircle. Like he 
goes after the loose ball, sees him coming, does a little back heel, gets crunched. They call a foul on it. So two times, four grown men can't deal with our child because he yeah. himself is grown up. I, and he admits that, that he makes mistakes because the game is really, really fast. But it, you can tell it's slowing down for him. Oh, yeah. When, when you do stuff like that with your feet, when your head, with your chin up physically, like he's not even looking down at his feet to do stuff like that with the pressure that's coming in in the last second like that. Like, that's just small stuff that's getting the team a break, a breather, releasing the pressure. And and then, then and you see that his, some of his passes are just, I don't know how he's seeing that. And, he, and, he gets, and he's doing it. He's going to, he can be a number 10 if he really wanted to uh, when he gets a little bit older. Like, he's starting to see the game that way. But mm-hmm. he is not afraid to get dirty and to be a CDM Box to box, yeah. 16, 17-year-old in this league? And, and, I, he's, yeah, and he's still I, on I, his feet? I, Good for you, man. So I, happy I am thinking he I, maybe we'll have him for two more years. That's kind of where I'm at is he's going to go to Europe or somewhere where he can move up and, and play. And that'll be my new favorite yeah. favorite non-MLS team. Yeah. Wherever he goes, yeah, man, so, I'm following him his whole career. Uh, I mean, even Schmetzer's admitted that we, we have him what we do. Yeah, but he was basically <laughs> saying, like, he might not leave Mexico. <laughs> what was that, yeah. Leon or Pumas? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he might not even so, leave. I think it's Pumas. It, it's, yeah. And, oh, I wanted to say this back on Leo True real quick. So I play, um, what's, the, not, not FIFA, what's the one, the football manager? Oh, yeah, I used to play that. So I play that, and uh, early on, I sold Leo Chu, Leo Chu sorry, to Vancouver in like maybe 20, maybe this first year, Shaking 2022. My head well, I brought in some Obed type okay. players with okay. higher ceilings. He is still playing for Vancouver in 2032. So if that's any <laughs> question, he's going to be in this league for a long time. They think highly of him on that game. And by the way, F1 manager 2022 looks really dope. Um, Yes, I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to have a post-recording F1 talk because you have to leave. We'll, we'll talk about it later, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, any time that uh, Max Verstappen wins, it is not a good day for the sport. <sighs> at least, at least, at least Lewis Hamilton got fourth and George Russell got third. That's all I can say. Yeah, he's going to need a walker, though. Anyway, no one cares. Um, well, a few of you do care, actually. <laughs> we've, re- we've, we've been in contact. Um, Anyway, yeah, let's bring it into port. I will mention our uh, top three of our pick'em league. Yeah, it's Hoop Dollar. That's me, oh, baby. Number that's one you. for what six, seven weeks, which means I, I, I don't watch any of the other games. This is just my intuition. I am the oracle of MLS. Apparently, I just get it all right. Uh, I don't <laughs> have to do anything. Uh, we got Judders, who is effectively in first place because I'm not winning the prize. Parsnips. So mm-hmm. Judders 85, Parsons 77, and look at you, Seattle Grendels 58. Up you're to fourth? Of, you're leading, you're the best of the rest right now. Okay. So it goes 96, okay. 85, 77. Um, but effectively, Sutton Bruin at 53 um, is in third place. So All right. Right on. And and look, I know we said we weren't going to talk, talk F1, but I need to say this. I contacted a friend of mine. Texted them the other day. My buddy used to work for Alaska Airlines. He's taken me to Hawaii, Mexico, Austin, Texas. Now works at Caesars Palace. And I was like, hey, bud. Um, Ooh. Kind of joking. I was like, how much 
or I didn't say how much. I said, any chance you're going to like get me that hookup for a room at the Caesars Palace for the Vegas bro. Grand Prix? <laughs> and he said, and, and, you know, I put like a prey hand because jo- I was joking, right? I knew it wasn't going to be affordable because yeah, they're not going to give up a multi. Joking, but you're going to put the, the lure in the yeah, pond. Yeah, joking, serious, joking, you know. But he told me rooms are currently going for $10,000 for that weekend per night. Did you tell him I work for hotels? <laughs> I, I know so, hotels. So what's the point of telling people this? We've got to get a $10,000 room in Vegas to go see F1. Yes. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is, is if you, if rate you subscribe and rate us five stars. <laughs> and when you do that, we'll start getting featured places. I mean, we're clearly, I think we are by downloads, probably the number one Sounders podcast there is. Well, I can't see theirs. So. And I can tell you our from rating, a quality our perspective. Ratings are 5.0 right now. All, yeah. All, a few of them. And from a quality perspective, we are even better no offense love you stevie we are even better than the one that the sounders do like i listen to it we're where it's at so go give us five stars go every platform rate us five stars make sure to subscribe go subscribe on all your computers so they all download it they just we want to get some advertising in here because you know this is a thankless job i have to spend an hour every episode talking sounders and that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i do a lot more <laughs> than talk yeah one well hour, so. and, and and we gotta we gotta give aaron credit for that um i would help you aaron but i'm currently producing four other podcasts with two more on the way so it, it is outside my ability to produce a podcast at the moment but i will be here for you to talk sounders anytime you want and when we start f1 scuttlebutt next year it's a, a, a better quality show when there's someone to talk to. So I appreciate you. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, you give a lot of insight. So we all appreciate that. So yeah, Thanks. really for serious though. Um, give us five stars if you can. That'd be great. Um, we are, uh, the Pick'em League did vote um, on going for a, a Discord uh, server. Sweet. For Scuttlebutt. Set up. So Discord is an app. It's free app, web app, or on your phone. Uh, basically just a room to talk sounders. So a uh, place where we can ask what you guys want on the show. Just shooting the shooting the poop um, about Sounders, so you don't have to get all the other random crap on your Twitter feed talking about other stuff. You can just come right to the room of Scuttlebutt, and we'll just be talking about what we want on the show, how the team's doing, all that fun philanthropy. Um, cool. So let's bring yeah, to join us. Talk Sounders. Woo. Let's do it. Yeah, that'll be coming up. I will. Uh, I'll share that on Twitter when I get it up and running. So um, yeah, let's bring it into port. Where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, I am at Legal Minded Punk, all one word, on both Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you? Ah, God, I, I legitimately am going to do an Instagram because I have it. You need and, to do and it. Now, but yeah. now that I'm making videos, that makes sense. That's where they go. Right. You uh, need them there. But you'll find me on Twitter at A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. At Aaron Lingley. That's right. Hey, you know what I think we should do? I think we should let James take it away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. 
And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.